Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. So before we get started with this week's episode, we wanted to remind you of our Patreon community. Patreon is a platform where we hang out most of the time, mm-hmm. um, and it's where we share extra stuff, just whether it's recipes from me, writings from Rebecca Pete, um, direct communication with you guys. That is where we have extra content, like um, additional episodes on hot topics that we can be a little bit more off the cuff and spicy about because it's not on our normal <laughs> episode. It's not on iTunes. It's not on Spotify. iTunes. Yes. So, um, Anyway, you can pledge much like you would PBS or any other pledge system um, yes. to support us monthly, and you will get extra stuff and our eternal love and support. And you also have the opportunity to have a say in what we talk about yes. on the podcast because yes. you get to communicate with us as well as us communicating with you. And we will tackle issues. I mean, you've basically got a chef and a theologian in the palms of your hands. <laughs> and if you don't know how to find us on Patreon— It's www.patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash woven in him. And we'll have that linked in the show notes. For sure. Check it out. And here's today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 68. We um, are finishing up our Four Keeps of Mothering series today with Keep Caring, Mm -hmm. and we thought um, we would talk about self-care, Yeah, which is, you know, I mean, like literally if you Google it, every other article is like, self-care is bad, self-care is good, self-care is bad, self-care is good. So we're going to talk about what we think self-care means. We did uh, talk about this last summer, and we'll link to that older episode um, where we kind of went into the difference between self-care and soul care. Mm -hmm. But as with all things, we've evolved in our definitions and our thought processes on this. Mm-hmm. So um, before we begin, we Summer's over. So, <laughs> yes. But disclaimer, we do not claim to be an authority on this stuff um, or that we like, we know, and it, it's such an individualized thing. Yeah. And it's so much like a heart issue that it's really difficult to say like, this person's practicing self-care and this person's selfish. Yeah, it's all so, about motivation. Yeah, and we're yeah. going to talk about kind of our own motivations and how we discern that for ourselves. And hopefully in that, that will be helpful for you too. Yes. So, Agreed. it's summer's over. Summer's so, over. we were just having this conversation because Rebecca and I are both not fans of summer. Like, it's fun. It's nice. But it's just too long. It's hot. We just do better with structure. We are, like, those kind of people. So, we were talking about, like, it's funny now that I actually, like, have time again to myself. Kind of getting back into practicing. I, I hate the term self-care. But, like, just practicing my normal rhythms and routines. And yes. sort of feeling like I'm filled up and doing the yeah. things I need to do to function the best. Yeah. It's um, it's just, it's a great feeling. Yeah, I love being back in that place. I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, maybe it's just because I'm a mom, and just the summers, after a while, just like everybody's just tired of each other. And then I was like thinking back, like just in this moment when you were talking, mm-hmm. I was thinking back, I've never liked summer. No, I haven't so, either, even as a I kid. Mean, I, I, I mean, I think I liked a few weeks of it as a kid, mm-hmm. but I've always been one of those people. I First off, I've always liked school, but I also liked regular routine. Yeah. And um, I, I, I love... I love the actual year. Like, yeah. I always feel off kilter in summer. Me too. And there are, like, parts of it. Like, they're, like we were saying before we got started recording, like, I like breaks. Like, I'm excited Labor Day is coming up and we get a day where we don't have to uh-huh. do anything and get out for anything. I like having regular breaks throughout the year. But, like, just, like, weeks on end mm-hmm. of, like, 
nothing. Yeah. And then there are other people I was telling Rebecca that I had, you know, I've had friends tell me, I'm so sad summer is over. I just love the weeks on end of flexibility and nothing to do. So it's definitely a personality thing. Yeah. And, uh, like, part of me is like, oh, I must be a really bad mom because I I am tired of summer. But then I, like, think about it. I'm like, I've always, I've never liked summer. Like, and so I think that, I think that that's partially personality and not just because I, I'm tired of my kids during the summer. (laughs) There's a little bit of that, but. Well, and I've learned, like, I never liked summer either, but. I'm definitely, I benefit from routine and I benefit from routine outside of myself. I really struggle to like set up my own routines and follow them. Like I am the first person to let it go. If it's like just me being like, I'm going to do this at 10 o'clock. I don't, I don't do it. But like, so I don't do well in the summer. Like I don't thrive in the summer. Summer for me just turns into this whole like survival thing where I'm, you know, not at my, like you want to talk about self-care, like Self-care for me is having a routine, Uh but I'm not able to do that, like, unless somebody else is kind of giving it to me, like, you know, to Cap County Schools. Yeah. (laughs) You have to have your kids here at this time, and and they have these activities, and they have to be here then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But so we, okay, we haven't struggled with this episode, but we have just, like, sort of, we've talked about this episode a lot, more so than we do other episodes. We should have just recorded our boxes. We should have just recorded. But, um, Rebecca... Get into what self-care is. Like, if somebody has not listened to our podcast a lot, let's talk a little bit about how you are wired and self-care for you. So, okay, so for me, I am wired that I'm very um, efficient, and I, I pride myself on efficiency. I pride myself on productivity. I feel like I'm a pretty high capacity person. Yeah. Like I can I can have quite a few balls in the air um, at the time. That doesn't mean I don't get stressed out. Of course I do. And I have moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's too much. But overall, like I'm very production oriented, um, get things done. And, and so for me, the whole self-care um, idea, because you know, this is a big movement now. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really remember a few years ago, people talking about this, but this has become a thing like this whole self care thing. It's very trendy. And, um, and I remember when it first, when it first came out and people first started talking about it, like they likened it to, you know, make sure you have like lots of time to yourself and Mm -hmm. lots of time to like, get your nails done and take a bath and all of those kind of things, those way of seeing self care. And I remember thinking, and then if you didn't do those things and you're super, because I think there's a swing. Okay, so I feel like a lot of America, there's this push in our culture to be highly productive and mm-hmm. high capacity and all of those things, even if that's not your natural bet. Like that's a, a push for that. And so what always happens when things swing like that, we swing the pendulum right. all the way the other way. So then there's this, you need to take care of yourself. You need to have margin. And like, I've read books on finding margin in your life. Like mm-hmm. you need to rest. There's solitude. You need to get away, all of those things. And so then what happens is it, it starts to make me think that my natural bent uh, towards productivity and efficiency and getting things done, that there's something wrong with me, mm. that it doesn't stress me out. Like, that I, that I don't really feel this need for all this time alone and for all this time to, like, reflect and take care of myself and all of that kind of stuff. And so I start to think, well, maybe I'm doing life wrong because I don't want those things 
Does that make sense? That doesn't mean I don't take time for myself. I take care of myself. I work out almost every day. I take a shower. I Mm -hmm. shop for myself. Like, I make sure I have good food. Like, so I do take care of myself, but I don't feel this, like, urgent pull to, like, block all this time during my week to, like, just be in quotation marks. But then I'm like, well, is there something wrong with me? Because I don't need that. Yeah. You know, but because everybody else seems to think that I should need that. So I'm the opposite of you. I am introverted and I am sort of like sensory oriented, meaning that like things drain me that may energize other people. Meaning like if I go to a concert, I'm completely exhausted for like three days. And to me, one of the ways I discern self-care is through that lens of like, it's not what I want to do. It's what I need to do. Yeah. So I think, you know, self-care has been really co-opted by marketing stuff. And I mean, that's what we were kind of talking about a minute ago. Like self-care is not getting your nails done and like, you know, treat yourself to new stuff as Parks and Rec made famous. And that's okay sometimes. But like I, I, some of the questions I ask myself are number one, who benefits from me doing this? Yeah. Who will benefit from me, quote unquote, taking care of myself? Does anyone benefit if I get a manicure? Now, if I love manicures and that makes me feel like professional and put together and enables me to be a better person, then yes. But am I doing it to be indulgent? Yes. Or because I feel like I'm entitled and like, so it's, it's a very fine line, but I think, um, for me, I've always felt like I should be more productive. Yes. And like, because I mean, growing up in this culture, like I'm, I'm just not like, and I, I've had periods in my life where I was a very high capacity person where I was like doing school full time and working full time and like, just, you know, all of these things. But you know, since becoming a parent and having, you know, four-year-olds, I'm kind of coming out of that. But for a while, um, it, I thought I wasn't high capacity, but I'm beginning to think I was just at my capacity. Yeah. And, like, I don't think I really thought about how much my kids required of me. Yeah. Um, they are your capacity. They are my capacity. Yes. And yeah. so all that to say, I think this is a seasonal thing. I think it's a personality thing, but I think for me, the two grounding questions I ask are who benefits from me doing this action and who am I serving in doing this? Yeah. Because, you know, you can do the exact same thing with a completely different motive. Yeah. yeah. Jesus went off to pray. He didn't do it just to like, ignore his disciples and, you know, indulgently have free time. He did it because he wanted to pray to God, which ultimately made him more aligned with God, which is kind of our goal. Yes, exactly. Well, it made him more effective in his ministry to others because he had that, he was connected to to God in that way. And I think that, I think that's like, those are very good ways to filter. So for me, if I do anything that, I mean, I, do, I, I feel like I'm good at taking care of myself. Like, some people, I feel like, especially moms with young kids, yeah. like, the first thing to go by the wayside for a lot of people is, like, just basic, like, physical care. Hygiene. Taking a shower, yeah. brushing your teeth, flossing. You know, like, just those basic things. So, self-care for that person may look like just media, like 
like the scheduling how to do the bare minimum. I've never really struggled fitting the bare minimum in. Like mm-hmm. I like I've just like it's just part of my like routine. So even when I had teeny tiny babies, like I always made I got made sure I got a shower every day. Yeah. Like I just did. They That's could impressive. Be, they could, if they're screaming, they're screaming. But yeah. I'm taking a shower. Yeah. So I I I meeting my basic needs has never really been an issue for me. But what I ha- what I have to filter through is Self-care for me looks like what what do I need to be the best me? Mm-hmm. And I like to sometimes take distracting activities that distract me from life. And I like to label them as self-care yeah. because that helps me to um, justify them. Mm-hmm. So, so some people, they um, dive into a novel or they watch their favorite TV show or whatever or um, go for a walk or listen to a podcast or whatever because that's what they need to do to, like, fill up and they need that time. And then there's there's people like me who I only use those things when I want to ignore, like, what's going on in my present life. Yeah. And I'm learning a lot about like my Enneagram and my personality. And so type, I'm a type three and a type three is very future oriented. Mm -hmm. Their relation to time is the future. Mm -hmm. So we're not good at sitting in the present and we're not good at sitting in the past, Mm. but we're always oriented towards the future. And so what, if it becomes apparent that I need to sit in the present because like, I just don't have anything to do or whatever, instead of just sitting and feeling the present or dealing with something that's happened in the past, my way of ignoring that is doing activities that I like to label as self-care. Yeah. Um, and instead of um, what self-care would should look like for me is actually sitting in the present or sitting in the past. So for instance, sitting in the present, spending some time with my kids um, going for a walk with a friend instead of by myself listening to a podcast so I can ignore my feelings. <laughs> because mm-hmm. if I go and go on that walk with a friend, because I am an extrovert, mm-hmm. so it actually does fill me up to do those things. But it also puts me in a very vulnerable situation because in those situations, I may have to talk about things I don't want to talk about or yeah. get into, like, issues that I don't want to get into. So I say I'm going to go for a walk by myself and listen to a podcast, which for some people who are an introvert, that is self-care, but that's not self-care for me. That's me ignoring life. Yeah. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think with all of this, I think it's less about your activity and more about why you're doing it. Exactly. Because like this summer, I mean, I'm, I'm a reader. Like I have always read. It's like kind of my go-to, like just, you know, it can be self-care and it can be escapism. And yeah, like this exactly. summer, I noticed how, cause like in the summer, so during the school year, I try to read books that will like better me. And then in the summer, I give myself a free pass to read like cheesy murder mysteries, just like junky yes. books that I enjoy. It's are just for fun. Yeah. And, and I know that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I would literally read like a novel in a day and a half. Wow. And like, I'm a pretty fast reader, but, and I do, but that's a lot. Yeah. Well, it's because I was like completely distracted by it and I would justify it to myself and say, but I'm reading. I'm not watching TV. I'm reading, you know? And, but it was because as we mentioned before, summer is not my thing. Summer is hard. And I just don't want to be there because it is like so mind numbing to me to have like, to have to every day feel like kind of a cruise director. Like every day I'm like, all right, what are we doing today? How am I going to, you know, and, and, you know, I feel like I have to say, I, I love my children more than anything and I enjoy them immensely, but 
I don't believe you if you love every bit of summer. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it, it just gets to be a lot. And I was I was doing the escapism thing through that. But yes. I, I was lying to myself because I was like, well, I'm not watching TV. You yeah, know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm reading. I'm setting a great example for my children and reading books, you know. So I think it's more, it goes back to like, are you doing it? Yeah. Like, really, why? Well, I've, my entire life, I uh, escaped most of my childhood by reading. Yeah. Like, that was the way. Well, that's, we didn't have social media. We didn't have Netflix. We didn't, like, our kids use tablets yeah. to escape. And we, we use books. Oh, some of us use books. And so, so part of it is I am a book lover. Mm-hmm. I love books. I love good story. And then some of it is it was always an escape because I yeah. like to go into somebody else's life because I didn't like my life. Yeah. And so... There's a very fine line there. And so I find myself now when I pick books, mm-hmm. like, am I picking it? Because book reading would be on my list of self-care mm-hmm. if it's the right reading. Um, but sometimes I I read a book because I would rather their life than my life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we all do that. We do that with TV shows and movies yeah. and everything else. So I've I've had to be, and so I don't read as much as I used to, which part of me is like, oh, is there something wrong with me that I don't read? I mean, like I used to be like you where I would, mm-hmm. you know, read multiple books a week. And I was, it was a form of escapism. Now it's more about quality instead of quantity. Yeah. And that doesn't mean there is a place for the chick lets when you're at the beach and yeah. all of that kind of stuff but I am and that doesn't mean I don't read novels I actually really don't like nonfiction that book much yeah. and I don't read that much nonfiction but there is quality yeah artwork out artwork novels that are out there good well written that art is going to expand my horizons and my vocabulary and my visions on life and just art and beauty and that kind of stuff yeah and like when I do do that that fills me up and that is self-care versus reading some like romance novel and I'm not talking about trashy romance novels I'm talking I mean trashy but not in like pornographic um <laughs> but the whole you know just like the fantasy of like just the same thing as like a chick flick you know yeah. where you like go into that because like their life seems so amazing so I want their life you know I have like a relevant thing to say but I also feel the need to tell you that one of my favorite pranks to do to people is buy those like terrible romance novels yeah. at like you know book like one of those like discount bookstores and then like hide them on people's bookshelves when I'm at their house and not say anything <laughs> and like now I feel the need to go and look at my house shelf I haven't done it to you but um <laughs> it doesn't mean I won't but it's just hilarious because like it and it's only been one time that I've gotten to see the person find it and be like wait a second and it was so like I was like about to pee my pants it was the best but I find like the worst ones I can find they're even better if it's like the person's like half werewolf or something <laughs> and, like just the worst kind and I just like stick it like low-key stick it in their bookshelf and it is so oh, funny that's amazing. Um, and I just get a little chuckle every time I like if I'm having a bad day I'll be like <laughs> <laughs> they haven't found that yet <laughs> now everyone's gonna know it's me everybody's um, gonna know. and everyone everyone probably too. did know it was me because who does that that's amazing <laughs> but the point I was gonna make is um at, at the same time like we're talking about how escaping is bad but sometimes it's healthy yeah like, we can't actively be present in our lives every moment of every day and feeling every feeling like that is ridiculous nobody can do that yeah um and we shouldn't do that yeah but I think instead of escaping my kind of like as I've been thinking about self-care I want to get into flow and like we've talked with Angela on the podcast Mm -hmm. about flow before but flow is just that state where you forget yourself like you're doing something and you're so engaged and what and it's usually like a like you're either like it can be writing it can be cooking it can be cleaning your bathtub but it's just like that state where you're so in what you're doing that you're not self-objectifying and self-conscious of yourself and I feel like 
escapism is okay sometimes, but what we really should be striving for is like, what are the activities and the things I do that make me get into a flow state? Yeah. Because a flow state, that's where God can meet you because yeah. you've forgotten yourself. I mean, you're just, I mean, my best times with God are when I'm mowing my lawn because yeah. I'm in a flow state and I'm like, just, there's nothing magic about mowing the lawn. Yeah. It's just yeah. that God, I can, all that crap goes away. And it's funny because my, my flow state comes usually in inter- interacting with others. Really? Which doesn't... Oh, because you forget yourself because you're focused on them. Yes. Yeah. So, and because I'm an extrovert. Mm-hmm. So, it's so funny because I've, you know, self-care for me is not being by myself. Which for yeah, a lot yeah. of time I thought it was because I was an extrovert. So, I thought to be able to take care of myself, I needed to learn how to be by myself. Oh. And there are times. There are, there are times where I need to get away with God. Yeah. And I need to spend time in prayer. But, like, that, that, is, that is, like, spiritual practices that I need to do to de- develop my relationship with God. But that is not self-care for me. Yeah. Self-care yeah. for me is... Is not going on a walk by myself. Self care for me is not um, going to a museum by myself. Um, Self care for me is going on a walk with somebody else or going to a museum with somebody else and and talking about mm-hmm. how I feel about whatever it is that's going on or going on a hike or whatever with someone else or with my kids. Like for a long time, I thought that self care meant whatever I was doing that wasn't with the children. <laughs> Yeah. You know? But in some seasons of life, that's true. Well, that is true. That is true. But for me, it really wasn't. Yeah. Because I so want to ignore the present Uh that I was doing enough of distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I can get myself, like, for me, my unhealthy behavior comes in when I'm by myself. Yeah. And so when I'm reading a book that's not good for me, watching a show that's not good for me, um, distracting myself in some way by myself. Yeah. So self-care for me really and flow really comes in for me when I step outside myself into the present mm-hmm. and are with other people. Yeah. So, and for so long I thought that that wasn't self-care. Yeah. But that's what I, that's what I need. Well, and I think that kind of, I'm also curious what Jesus is. We'll get into that later if he's an introvert or an extrovert. But um, that kind of gets into if we're talking about flow state and all of that, it gets into what is the self and then what is care. So let's like break down this term. Yeah. What is our, it's like you have to know yourself to be able to do any of this stuff. And you have to know, am I the kind of person who, if I like really focus on my clothes, is it going to, because sometimes when I'm like in that place where like I like clothes, but it's a fine line. And sometimes if I spend too much time like putting together an outfit that I think is like really cool or whatever, or I don't know, like a cool outfit. It'll make me more self-absorbed because I'll be like, so it's not really self-care. So it's not that self-care. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like the things that help me forget myself, you know, yes. like if I have a big zit on my cheek, is that gonna like if I just cover it up with some makeup, I can forget about it. Yeah, and that's very different than like other ways of makeup. Or you know what I'm saying? It's like there's yeah. so anyway. I guess just knowing yourself, knowing like what's, and I mean, we harp on the Enneagram a lot. And if you're not into the Enneagram, that's fine. There's other ways. Just knowing like simple stuff. Like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Yes. Noticing yourself in different situations, not with the intention of like, you know, being your own God and serving yourself perfectly, but with the intention of being like, is this going to drain me and make me a crabby mom? Yes. Okay. I should probably not do that. Or I should probably like, 
you know, we talked in the previous episode about treating yourself like a four-year-old. Like, do I have snacks with me? Do I have a water bottle? Do I have access to a bathroom? Like, just really basic stuff. Yeah. And, like, just having it set up. And, like, our friends on um, the Mom Wants More podcast, Amber and Alana. Alana. Yeah. Dang it. Alana. (laughs) Um, They say, put yourself on your to-do list. Yeah. Which I think is, like, that's it. It's not, there's no, like, hierarchy. Well, it's funny because I I feel like, like, so I feel, I feel like people have tendencies. Mm-hmm. So you either have, we've talked about this before, um, just our personalities. Like, my tendency is always towards selfishness. Like, mm-hmm. my bent is always towards selfishness. I think that's all, don't you think that's all humans? Mm-hmm. Mine is. Okay, but I mean more of, like, like, if, if, thing, if, if things are really crazy and busy and chaotic. Uh-huh. Some women, and I'm just talking women because I don't know men, but, because I'm not a man. I do know men. I don't. I'm not a man. But speaking to women, like, I think, so let's take a young mom, for instance. There, I think there are two, t- and of course there's ranges, but like, like, let's look at the polars here. There's the polar of, you have, you know, several babies under five, and your life is just cray because of that. There's two polars. There's the polar of, I completely ignore myself and only meet the needs of other people. Mm-hmm. And there's selfishness in there and pride in there, right? But it looks like it's unselfish. Mm-hmm. Kind of a well, martyr thing. That's what I was going to say. And yeah. then there's the other polar of like people like me, where I do more for myself in those circumstances. Yeah. And I become more selfish. Yeah. And take care of myself more. You're kind of grabbing on to whatever you yes. can. So my tendency with self-care, if I'm not, if I don't have good motivation behind it, is to do more for myself. Yeah. And then there are some people, they need to do more for themselves because their martyrdom is they don't take care of themselves. They take care of everybody else around them and don't take care of themselves. Those are two polar opposite things. And self-care is going to look different for each person. Well, I was going to say, I mean, they're both rooted in pride because, like, yes. I used to do that when the girls were, like, I remember distinctly going, there's this place near my house called Hippo Hop, which is, like, a indoor, like, it's where you take your kids if your kids are home during the day and you yeah. need to tire them out. Yeah. It's, like, bouncy houses and stuff. And I remember... I mean, I've always been a person who, like, puts myself together. Like, I don't really wear, like, sweatpants. And I'm not, this is not a commentary if you wear sweatpants or yoga pants, whatever. I just, like, that's not how I am. And I remember going to Hippo Hop and being like, oh, I'm really selfish because all these other moms are, like, literally showing up in pajamas. And, like, Mm -hmm. I feel really selfish. And then I kind of went that way. I was like, well, I just need to be more. And I became, like, this, like, martyry thing. I didn't realize that was what I was doing. but, But what was funny was... What I was getting out of that was like, oh, I'm such a good mom. Look at me. Look at and like and I'm not saying that's what other women do, but like th- that was my experience with that. Was like the more I like let myself go or like let my self care go in those times, the more I got this weird pride yeah. of like, look how thoughtful and like wonderful I am, and I'm such a good mom. See, I don't even take care of myself. Yes, and I-, I think. There is a lot of that in there. And then I was kind of the opposite. Yeah. Like the more And I've definitely been that too. <laughs> yeah. The more the more the more um, I felt like my time was being approached on, the mm-hmm. more I took time to myself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and and would be and I become super selfish when I get stressed out. Yeah. My tendency is to become super self- selfish and spend more time on myself, not less. Yeah. So I think people go both ways. Yeah, I think in so we probably I all just vacillate We do, but this. I think that the whole self-care movement, especially to moms, has been towards the moms that have, like, given up 
a lot of themselves and not taking care of themselves. So it's the whole thing of, you know, you need to, like, you moms out there not taking showers every day and not working out and not brushing your teeth or flossing or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're not not eating healthy meals or just picking off your kids' stuff. Like, that, those moms are being talked to to take better care of themselves when I tend to be more the opposite of that. And, like, the more stressful it gets, the more I want um, the more I take care of myself in a selfish yeah. way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, so same thing, but a completely different example is, so we've all talked about my problems with Target and makeup, like not just makeup at Target, but like buying makeup. And <laughs> I mean, there was a period when the girls were younger, so they're about certain five, but when they were probably like, I don't know, under three, mm-hmm. um, I would literally make sure I bought myself a makeup item every time I went to Target and it, and I didn't realize it till later, but I was just hell bent. Like I'm, or I would get like a shirt or I would get like something for myself that I didn't need. Mm-hmm. And it was like this way of me being like, and it was, it was me in a very not effective way trying to take care of myself. So it was like the, you know, it, it kind of gets into like, it's murky there. Cause it's like, okay. I was trying to care for myself, but what would have yes. been better is if I had taken an hour and like made myself some food and had it in the refrigerator. But instead of doing it, like, Cause it's more fun to go get a new toy, you know, mm-hmm. and we all have toys, whatever that could look like for you. It could be a new book. It could be yeah. whatever. But yeah. for me, the toy was like a lipstick and it was so dumb. Cause I have like 40 lipsticks that I don't use. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, it's $5. Oh, it's, you know. And, um, but I think for me, what I've learned just like since we recorded our prior episode to this is that a lot of times self care is not fun. Yeah. Like, in fact, I would argue that the vast majority of like real self-care for me is nothing I actually want to do. Yeah. I can have fun while I'm doing it. I can make it fun. But if you ask me like, Rebecca, do you want to go like watch like 50 barefoot Contessa episodes from like 1999 because it's nostalgic and comforting and you like it? Or do you want to go in your kitchen and meal prep for two weeks and freeze a bunch of like breakfast for yourself? Yes. Which one do I want to do? Yes. But which one's good for me? Yeah. No, exactly. I, obviously, Ina is good for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> obviously, it's <A>. obviously it's <laughs> Ina. What she she reminds me of my. I had a Jewish grandma, and she reminds me of her, and I think that's that's, that's why it's comforting. Um, yeah, no, I I felt the exact same way because like my first and my first instinct when I when I'm like okay, I need to practice some self care. My first instinct isn't that I need to go to the gym. Exactly. My first instinct is is I need to sit down and binge watch an entire season of Friends. Yeah. And there are times where maybe I do need a good laugh and need to and need to watch an episode of Friends. Yeah. But most likely what I really need to do is go to the gym. Yeah. Or call a friend and be like, let's get lunch because this is hard and I need to talk about it. Yeah. It, that would be better self-care for me versus I don't want to talk about X, Y, and Z, so I'm just going to watch a TV show. Yeah, by and, it, and that's the difference between, like, <laughs> yeah. But that's, there's a bunch of stuff there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the difference between, like, self-care and self-indulgence. Yes. And I think that a lot of Christians who get up in arms about the term self-care do so because a lot of what we're seeing is self-indulgence, which is not yes. good. Yeah. I mean, it's just not good at all. Like, yeah. I, I, you can probably quote, like, 50 scriptures right now that say not to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're supposed to think about others before ourselves. Like, there's so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, like, okay, so I'm just, like, throwing this at you. But when the Bible talks about caring for others before yourself— it doesn't actually say care for yeah. Others. Let's ex- a, a, in Philippians, it actually it actually says 
to put others' interest above your own. Right. And that's a different that's thing than different. showers. Yes. So that's more of like, what do I need to do to myself to get to the place where I can think of others as more high, highly than myself. Yeah. You know? And so I think that a lot of it, so like, let's, I think a lot of the filter should be, and this is what your, this was your filter. And I agree with this. And it should be, okay, I want to do X, whatever it is. And go shopping. Let's take shopping. For instance, okay. I'm going to go, I need to go buy some new shoes okay. because it's fall and it's time for a new yep. pair of shoes. Okay. I'm going to go spend a couple hours looking for a new pair of shoes. Is my motivation behind that because I need a new pair of shoes so that my feet are comfortable, that so that I feel presentable, so that I can go for a good run if it's a pair of tennis shoes or whatever, so that I can become a better version of me so that I can be a better mom mm-hmm. or a better friend or a better wife or whatever? Or do I want to go to DSW or whatever and spend hours there because I deserve a couple of new pair of shoes? And Damn it. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, I buy everything for the kids and I don't yeah. buy anything for myself. And this is my time to buy something for myself. And my husband spends a lot of money on himself. So why don't I get to spend money on myself? And like, yeah. you know, like more of that. Or I'm going to go and look at a bunch of shoes because this is me. If I, I, I have pretty much stopped shopping yeah. like I mean I do online if I need something or I'll go grab something if I need something but I used to use like as a hobby shopping I used hobby. to wander the mall yeah because or go to a shoe store and wander the shoe store because it was a distraction yeah yeah and and so the what is your motivation yeah you know am I motivating because I'm trying to take care of myself because if I take care of myself then I can take care of others better yeah versus I deserve this time, and I I should be able to do this. That doesn't mean that like sometimes you shouldn't go water the wall, like well, right. And you like, know, I mean, that's why we're not. There are no rules. Yeah, there. this is not a judgment. Thing. It's not because I mean it's more about filtering your. Well, yeah, and I mean, and I've definitely had experiences where like I haven't had something I needed for so long that I just did that same thing where I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go freaking buy it for myself because I'm sick of not getting what I need. But I feel like that was self-care because, yes. right? So it's 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 tricky. It's a it tricky, tricky spot. But mm-hmm. I think, like, you know, I was thinking about fall clothes. Like, I do have a tendency to overbuy clothes or to buy things because I think they're cool, but they're not practical. Yeah. But, like, I also think about the time I waste when I could just take the time and be like, I'm going to buy pants today because pants are the worst. I have the worst time with pants because of my butt. And my C-section belly. Um, okay. Um, side note, we're going to talk about body image in January. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even complaining about my body. It's just that, like, like it's, it's, it's difficult, difficult to find pants. Yes, yes. And, like, yeah. it's, I'm fine with top. Like, it's, like, that's just the one thing I hate doing. Like, I hate buying pants. But I also know that if I invest that time. Yes. And I actually go to stores, get someone to help me yes. find some pants. Yes. My life is going to be so much easier. Well, and that's different. Like, you right. taking the time to go find the pair of pants. And I, Emily Freeman has a chapter in her book. Yes, next, about right? pants. About pants. Because it is not good self-care to just go buy a random pair of pants that doesn't fit well. And yeah. just put it on your body and suffer. Like, that's not what we're talking it's about not, here. Okay, but this is such a good example. Because yes. I think a lot of us think like well I'm you know what does it matter they're just pants let me stop but like honestly if you're wearing anything that is like 
is making you self-conscious. Yes. Either way, whether you think you look too sexy, whether it doesn't fit right, whether, like, whatever, just whatever it is, or if it's, like, something out of your comfort zone that you feel like you're supposed to wear more color and everyone tells you to wear more color, so you go buy more. It's, like, if it's making you more self-absorbed, good or bad, don't do it. Like, take the time and just wear what, because, like, that is how we get into flow is when we forget about our yes selves you know for sure for sure and the, and when we aren't think when we're not and we talked about this when we talked to courtney about uncluttered uh-huh. like you know and she for her it was like getting a uniform yes yes and like a few a few basics that are really nice basics and then she yeah. just wears them over and over she because think about it because she can use her creativity creative yes. energy elsewhere like that might be what some people need to do but like i yeah like so there's a difference between going like the shoe back to the shoe example like of going to find the right pair of shoes and the perfect pair of shoes and spending a little bit more money and a little bit more time so then you don't think about your feet yeah. anymore versus I don't like what's happening in my life right now. So I'm going to go and go right. shoe shopping because buying a 250 pair of yeah. high heels sounds amazing, even though I never wear high heels. Right. I buy them because they make me feel good. Yeah. It makes me feel good. It makes me forget and I, I, I'm this personal example because I have a shoe problem. So I, I'm passing. But you wear Birkenstocks like literally every day. Well, it's because I've gotten over my shoe problem. I know. I'm just, the Birkenstocks That's is funny. <laughs> if you saw my closet, I, I wear Birkenstocks every day too. Yeah. But I, that used to be my thing. Yeah. That, that I would, I, so everybody has their vices. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether you, you know, whether it's alcohol or it's escapism with books and TV yeah. or like my And a lot of us have a lot. A lot, yeah. Like my like my big one for a long time was shopping, and I used shopping as a way to cope. Uh Um, And definitely, like, am I going to join Shopaholics Anonymous? Like, and um, but it wasn't it wasn't because I have an issue with money or I'm not a good saver. I'm actually very good with money. It's more of that I was using it to like as a band aid to make me feel better. Well, so like I have a friend who and like. I don't think this friend would ever say that she was a shopaholic because she doesn't hardly spend any money. Yes. But it's that bargain, honey. It's like that is her. Yeah, that was so me. it's not even about like what you're spending or being a good or bad yes. sort of money. It's it's yes. like what's your motive? Like why are you doing it? Like if you looked at my bank account, you wouldn't think that I was right. a shopaholic because I didn't have massive credit card debt and that kind of but stuff. But like it's still the time, the effort yeah, that you're yeah. putting into it. And, the, like, and why was I doing it? Was I doing it because I needed, you know, clothes that made me feel professional and right. that I could work well in and, and be good at whatever it was that I was called to do or was it because I was using it as an well, escape? And I think the important thing too to like just to like keep in mind like for me and for all of us that are listening is that we're not saying like shaking our finger and saying like don't do this it's because it's not going to fix it yeah like that is the ultimate thing we're getting at here is that like it's not that you shouldn't buy a 250 dollars pair of shoes because it's bad to do that it's that like let's be really honest about why we're doing it, what we're trying to get out of it, and realize that we're not going to get it. But if yeah. we don't ever acknowledge, like, what does this behavior do? Because we don't do behaviors as humans that don't benefit us in some way. Like, yeah. we get something out of everything we do. Yeah. And if we don't acknowledge, huh, I wonder why I'm doing this, then you can, like, stop buying shoes all day long, yeah. and you're just going to find another thing and another thing. This is my problem. I have, like, a million of these yeah. little vices. It's like whack-a-mole, and I just pick up a new one, and I pick up, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, but I'm doing this one. And yeah. so it really comes down to, like, understanding deeply that, like, whatever need I'm trying to meet is not going to be met by this, and that yes. is why I shouldn't do it. Yes. Right? Not because yes. I'm, like, bad. Because I think we get into, like, guilt and shame, and we're like, oh, I'm so bad. I spent money. Oh, no, 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 That's no. not what yes. this is about. Yeah, yeah. 
It's what it's it's what you're either covering up with a band-aid right. or you're what you're you're not dealing with or how it's not actually gonna fix the problem. It, yeah. you know, it's about it's about that. And I mean ultimately it comes down to these are all things that we're doing to replace God. And, and it all comes down to God wants us to live the most full, yes, thriving lives we can. Yes. And this this is us getting in our own way. Yes. This is not God taking the fun away. No. But I think, I mean, yeah, I no, no, for sure. And so it, it doesn't mean God doesn't want us to enjoy good wine and good food. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to enjoy the arts and music and TV and books. And like, I yeah, mean, those, those, are things, good those, are, those are good things and they can, they can all draw us towards him or they can draw us away from him. So this kind of goes into like when we were talking about spiritual practices and flourishing, languishing. And that's yeah. why it's so important to spend time examining yeah. because what what could be for one of us um, could be something that would cause us to flourish will make somebody else languish right you know so so for me like so for you going for a walk in the park by yourself with your headphones in it would be you would write that down in your exam yeah as flourishing yeah yeah and for me I me going on a long walk with a friend and like just completely opening up about what's going on in my life. Like that would be flourishing for me. Yeah. So, um, and versus, or like choosing to go shopping because I don't want to be with anybody and deal with anything. So I go shopping to like cover it up. That would be languishing, but flourishing for me would be instead maybe meeting a friend out. And maybe we do a little bit of shopping, and it's mostly we're going to spend time at lunch talking to each other. Yeah. And for you, going to spend all that time to find that pair of pants was your flourishing for the day. Yeah. So so I think it really comes down to examining, like, what is causing us in our life to be more full and more flourishing and more, like, alive, mm-hmm. and what is taking away from that. And that looks different for everybody. Yeah, it reminds me of this thing. Um, we're going to be doing a body image series in January that I'm really yes. excited about, but yeah. I've been doing a lot of this work personally for the last couple of years. And something I've learned about our bodies and our physiology is that if you're deficient of nutrients— you will be hungry forever yes. because your body and like, and I think a lot of us struggle with this. We're like, why am I hungry? Yeah. And if you're not getting what you need and like filling, if your body's not getting whatever it is that is necessary for you to thrive, you will keep eating until you get that thing mm-hmm. and you will never feel satisfied because you're not, you can feel full and not satisfied. Yeah. And I think that's like a really big parallel here between yeah. Sometimes we just keep doing stuff. We keep spending money. We keep self-care, self-care, self-care. And it's like we're never actually getting what it is that we need, which is a state of flow to be closer to God. Because ultimately, that is what we need. Yes. That is what all these things are doing. Yeah. I mean, who is it? Was it Augustine who says that we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts? Yes. And and we fill it with everything. And and Keller brings that out in some of his stuff. But, like, we are all, like— trying to fill that hole it's like I think about I think about you know like a puzzle and we're uh-huh. all trying to like there's that piece of puzzle and we're all we're trying to fit the wrong piece yeah. into that puzzle yeah. and the only puzzle piece that fits is God now getting into that flow with God looks different for all of us exactly. so there's no like recipe or yeah. equation that is going to perfectly put us in that flow state and be wary of anybody who, who says this is the especially way. us yes. if you feel like like be wary of any yeah, <laughs> because it's different there's no definitive it, it, there's it's different for all of us but the motivation is the same like yeah. the motivation should be how do I get into a state 
state where God can breathe life into me. Mm-hmm. And then the motivation of God breathing life into me is so that I overflow into others. Like that yeah. is the whole purpose of all yeah. of this. Like is we're we're supposed to be a vessel that is being filled up by God, not by all the other crap. Yeah. So that we can be poured out for other people. Like yeah. that, like that, like everybody is like goal in life should be those things. Yeah. And but the way we meet those goals looks different for all of us. Well, and our, like, again, not to, like, harp on it, but going back to the motive, like, why, like, it's, like, why do you, if, like, so I'm an introvert, do I want that quiet space to just, like, feed myself? Yes. Or do I want that quiet space so that I can, like, recharge so that God can fill, like, because I think we can get very controlling, and this can also turn into a thing where you're, like, well, I'm this, so I'm going to have one hour of quiet time and I'm going to do like, and you're, you can make it very prescriptive yeah. and that becomes a way of like becoming our own God yeah. a yeah. lot of times, yeah. like where we just try to run our own lives and mm-hmm. good luck with that one. But yeah, it never ends well. Yeah. It doesn't. And yeah. it's just so interesting how when I, I mean, I suck at this, so don't hear me saying that I'm good at it, but like <laughs> the days that I am able to like really be in the flow with, with the Holy Spirit and just sort of like, I mean, he can multiply time like nothing else. I can have five minutes of alone time and feel completely recharged and great if it's with God. Yeah. Or I can have two hours alone being grumpy in my room because nobody will leave me alone and I just need to be alone because I'm an introvert, darn it, and like, and not feel any better. So it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree. Good stuff. So that's what we're saying. Yeah. It's okay to escape sometimes. Yes. We all need that sometimes. Yes. And And we're saying that it's, all of this looks different and we don't have the perfect prescription for you, but like just spend some time. Like if that means journaling or writing or talking mm-hmm. to a friend, if you're not a journaler, like yeah. just process, if you're a verbal processor, or if you're a silent processor or whatever, like just like really digging in, like, to, you know, start keeping track of, of your week and like what this week really made me feel alive and what this, this week did, what did it really drain me and made me snippy with people Mm -hmm. and snippy with my kids. Mm -hmm. Like I like to think, so for me, like I, like I like to tell myself, I like to lie to myself and tell me if I get all this time at night to watch all this TV, then, then I will feel better and then I will be a better mom because I spent this time when actually it just makes me tired and Mm -hmm. drained. It makes me feel gross and then the next day I'm just more snippy. Yeah, you it's know? Like such a cycle. It's such a cycle when instead if I would have actually maybe read a little bit of a novel that I'm in the middle of and then gone to sleep at a good time, yeah. then I actually would have been a better bomb. You know, so we just have to, like, so on the surface some of this stuff may look like it's giving us life or not giving us life, but, like, you got to re- really dig into it and figure out what it is. Well, and it, we, one thing we talked about when defining care was yes. going into like the hierarchy of needs. Yes, that we learned in that we all psychology. learned. <laughs> but I mean, I think that though we have said that you know there's not really a um, an equation. An yeah. equation. I do think that the baseline of all of these is like physiological needs. Yes. And if you don't meet those, and those are, um, you know, like sleep. Well, that that kind of goes into the conversation of like privilege. Like, it's real mm. easy for us because all, all of our basic needs are met. Right. I mean, yes, we need to make sure that we mm-hmm. provide ourselves with good food and, and get yeah. good sleep. So, like, there is those basic needs. But we but have like, shelter. We have temperature control. We do. We do. Yeah. There's people in many parts of the world that, like, this this conversation means nothing to them. Yes. Because those basic needs aren't being met. Right. You know? And, like, like they're not going to ever be able to experience the level of self-care 
that we are able to experience because those basic needs aren't even being met. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no. This is a very privileged conversation. It is. But it it goes back to, like, if you're not meeting, like, and and this is, like, the whole point of this is, like, if you're not meeting this baseline, your other stuff isn't going to come. So if you are not sleeping well, if you are not, like, taking care of your health, eating well, like, those things, like, those should be non-negotiables for all of us, particularly if we do have the privilege to make them happen. Yes. Like, we need to be making them happen for ourselves because yes. that's that's the foundation and of all the stuff we And you don't have to have want. a certain level of money to be able to no. prep some food for yourself and get a good amount of sleep and drink water and go work out. Like, you don't have to be a member of a fancy gym. And you, you don't have to do it. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like incremental yes. small changes. But exactly. I think, like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so that definitely is the baseline for sure. I would say everybody needs to take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Everybody take a shower. Everybody brush your teeth and floss. Everybody go see a doctor and get a physical. Like, <laughs> those things. Um, but, yeah, so. You yeah. don't have to, like, you know, you don't have to go it get a facial. crazy. But you can go to a doctor and get your blood levels checked to make sure you're healthy. Yes. <laughs> go get a mammogram. Yeah, yeah. those things. Yeah, for anyway, sure. Anyway, I hope this wasn't more confusing. I don't think so. I think, um. But these are just things that we're learning and growing in, hopefully. Yeah, so. We're definitely a work in pro- progress. Yes. I'm definitely a work in progress. Me too. Because I might have watched 10 episodes of Friends last night. So I'm definitely... <laughs> okay, it wasn't 10. It was three or four. Four or five. Oh, man. <laughs> when Netflix takes Friends off, I'm going to be in trouble. It's I know. So well, the office for me. For us, yes. it's the office. It's like, yes. that's our zone out. Like uh-huh. That's our... I don't... There's nothing really on, and the stuff that is on is going to make me think too much. So Yeah. It's like comforting. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Or Ina, you know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, till next week. Okay. What should we talk a little about? What's coming up? Or should we, we should definitely we we talk a little bit. We don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but we're, um, we heard you. Those of you that um, participate in our poll on Instagram on things that you want to hear about. Yes. So we've been really trying to plan our like next six months or so of series yeah. based on what people say based on to your us. feedback based on your feedback so if you gave feedback thank you and if you didn't well next time you should yeah <laughs> so we're gonna be doing a series on marriage marriage yeah um because we are very good at it <laughs> <laughs> um, we are <laughs> we're gonna do a series on doubt on doubt so doubt in your faith doubt in god doubt, doubt in, i mean all in the community it. yeah doubt doubt in people um we're gonna do a, a big series um leading up to advent on the characteristics of jesus jesus and some like yeah what seemed to be like um Con- contradicting contradicting things. like lion and lamb and and the word intro like some things that like some of them go together and some of them seem to be polar opposites mm-hmm. we're just gonna you know dig into the person of jesus right before advent and then we talked about, already said, we're going to yeah. dig more into body image because a lot of people really resonated with the body image. Yeah, that was impactful. So, yes, we're going to dig into that more in January. And you know why in January? Because everyone's going to be hitting you up to join a gym <laughs> and pay Start $30 a, new, a month to a count new weight food. loss plan <laughs> in two weeks. Intermittent Lose fasting. Lose Olsen twin. That whole thing. So we're just like, we're, <laughs> is that an outdated reference? That was not a very body image conscious reference, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, good. But it made you laugh. So yeah, yeah. It did. It worked. Totally worked. And then we're going to dive into sin during Lent. Um, so lots of positivity. <laughs> no, but we're going to kind of get into the four main categories that most sin kind of falls into. Yeah. Um, which we thought Lent would be a good time to Perfect. kind of talk about yes. that. So that's what's coming up. Yeah. We hope you're excited. Um, also, yes. side note, we're available for speaking. Yes. We have a couple speaking things on the... After this, they're totally going to want us to I know. After you, I heard us talk enough, but if you're ever interested in that, um, you can email us for more information, fullywoven sure. at gmail.com. Yep. 
So have a good week. Yep. And take good care of yourself. Yep. Okay, bye. Yay for fall. Yay. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye.